0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the PropG podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work.
3: Mixed <laughs> martial arts Mixed martial arts UFC Vegas 64 preview show starting now
1: yes the road to Madison Square Garden to New York to UFC 281 we got one more stop to make We're not really going anywhere. We're just back at the UFC Apex. UFC Vegas 64 goes down tomorrow. And we got a main event in the strawweight division with some stakes. Marina Rodriguez will possibly look to lock down a title shot at 115 pounds. And standing in her way is Amanda Lamosh. Welcome, everybody, to the UFC Vegas 64 preview show. I am Mike Eck. Shadal Shadi is back on the preview show tour joining us. Hello, sir. What's up, my man? It's good to be here. Nice to have you. It's all very exciting, Cork. And listen, we joke about birthdays and say it's AK's birthday. We wish happy birthday to AK on every show we do. But today is his actual birthday, everybody. So let us welcome in the birthday boy himself, AK, Mr. Alexander Kaley. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Happy birthday, Ken! Okay. I, I thank
4: you, thank you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone who has sent me birthday messages yes, today. marinated it. Uh, yes, on my actual birthday. Let, let me first, you know, let me take this opportunity to say, I hate the birthday song so much. Uh, I'm a bit of a birthday grump, but this is just an objective thing. The birthday song. it's just it's a bad song it's a it's a bad song it's objectively i do not enjoy that's an incredible hot take i don't is it a hot take does anyone actually like the birthday song we all know that we all know it we all sing it it's a bad song so i have proposed a long time ago that one ideally you just people should pick whatever birthday song they want and they don't even have to stick to it. Like you could change it every year. Like instead of singing happy birthday, it's just like, play this song, please. Everyone just chill for a second. We're going to play the first. Yeah, Thank you. 90 seconds, two minutes of a song, not this one. Uh... And then we could, we could all enjoy our birthday so much more. Um, person personally for me this year, the song I ask people to sing or play for me is uh Okay. Oh my God. Is, all uh, right, all right, all right. Okay, come on. <laughs> this is important. I'm trying to save America, I'm trying to save birthdays here. Uh the song that's that I have chosen this year is uh, Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy, a classic 80s Ooh. song. And all then right. you put yeah, you put the person's name in there so you guys can go like Alex likes to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. And that's this works for every people. You can have this. I think this should replace the birthday song. I think it's a better song. I think we all enjoy it again. But you should be able to pick whatever song you want. That that is that is how people celebrate their birthdays and not listen to this tyrannical birthday theme that has plagued us for decades. I don't know a century. I don't know how old the song is, but uh, please, no more happy birthday song. But thank you, everyone, again for the well wishes. I, I'm very much appreciated. Yes, today is my birthday.
1: Well, happy birthday. I don't know Thank how you. we can top that birthday speech right there, but I don't know, AK. It must be your birthday because drama on the scales. So that's something we could talk about. So we have, and correct me if I'm wrong, AK. Right now, technically, we have five weight misses, but potentially we could be dropped down to four. Is that where we're at? You want to give us an update? Because you've been all over this. You this are correct. your birthday, and you got the weigh-in job, which, which you wanted. That's the only thing which you wanted
4: for your it's birthday. It's not a job. It's not a job for me. Uh, you are correct, sir. We had uh, we had Mr. Grant Dawson was the first to miss weight, coming in uh, one one and a half pounds over, coming in on short notice to fight Mark O'Madson, uh, and then along the way we also had Benito Lopez fighting for the first time in over three years. He missed weight. He came in two point five pounds over. Uh, Carlos Candelario, flyweight, coming in two point five pounds over. Uh, Ramona, Ramona Pasquale coming in near the end, one pound over, and then Ashanti uh, Young uh one pound over but she did take the extra hour and it actually is currently i believe according to updates from amy kaplan and john morgan who are on site i believe she is futzing around trying to cut a quarter pound she came she weighed in a second time 0.25 over i think she still gets to use the full hour extra hour uh but as we speak it's probably down to like five four minutes right now i don't know how you cut a quarter of a pound with like 10 minutes left but we will see uh we will see where it goes. But, yes, as of now, if, if Shana Young does not make it, then we will have five fighters miss weight, which I think, according to sure Dogs, Jay Petri would be a UFC event record.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And what's interesting about all this is that it, it, it's the the Brazilian fighters who were having travel issues, right? They all made it. Mm-hmm. None of them were were part of this list, so kudos to them. Well done, and two of them are in the main event, Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Lamo. Sean, this is an interesting fight, 115 pounds. This was not the original main event. The original main event was of Vloya versus Bryce Mitchell, and let's be honest, oh. had that main event stuck around, this card looks way different than it does right now, but not bad. I still think this card is better than last week's, we do have some stakes here at 115 pounds. A lot of people feel like Marina Rodriguez has already earned her way to a title shot. Now she's getting Amanda Lemos. We got a title shot, title fight coming up a week later at UFC 281 between Carlos Barza and Zhang Wei Lee. Your thoughts on the matchup and the stakes involved here, more notably for Marina Rodriguez?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. First of all, I don't know why it looks like I'm talking to you from 19. 19- 98. Like, I don't know why my internet's so bad. Come on, Cox. Get it together. This is ridiculous. We pay too much money for internet for this to be this bad. Uh, also, I have to say, uh, for AK to get such a spectacular weigh-in on his birthday just feels like the greatest birthday gift of all. Like, this is the most fitting way that this could go. I'm so happy for you personally, AK. I'm happy for you to be able to experience something like the magic of this morning. Uh, I know how weigh-ins are
4: so you, important Shane. to you. Thank you, Gene. By the way, Shanna Young has officially... Made weight, 126, according to the UFC. So there you go. There so, we go.
1: All right. So, so four. Uh, and by the way, so four, four missed
4: Benito Lopez, Candelario, Pasquale, all forfeiting 20% of their purse. Those fights are official. There will be cash weights. Grant Dawson, oddly, we're still waiting to hear uh, if his fight will proceed. So we'll try to keep you updated on that as well.
2: Okay. There we go. Look at that. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is a card. This is certainly a card. It's it's such a bummer that we're not getting what it was supposed to be in its original form, right? Because I think all of us are so damn high on Movzar Ivloyev, uh, and just generally that fight between him and Bryce Mitchell just looked to be a grappler's dream. Like that was – I i, I I'm, I'm incredibly bummed that we're not getting that because that, that had stakes. That it had a lot of questions being answered. This is a an okay. It's a makeshift main event. It is what it is. It is sort of a moment for Marina Rodriguez, it feels like, though, right? Because you said it, Mike. She she had a case, a very good case, to be that next title challenger. And she got skipped over essentially because, in so many words, it's it's hard to get people to care about. Marina Rodriguez right now right like the in what she's been able to put together she just hasn't jumped off the screen she hasn't jumped off the page in the way that we know the UFC likes and this feels like a moment for her to sort of be able to maybe get that opportunity but Amanda Lemos has been sort of the low key on fire contender in this division like she's been crushing it outside of that one fight against Jessica Andrade which you know anybody is going to get trucked by Jessica of this division for the most part unless you're the, one of the very best in the world uh Outside of that, she's looked really, really damn good. And she's getting a lot of different finishes. I mean, the submission of, of Michelle Watterson, uh, like she she is coming out here to perform every time out. So ultimately, like this feels like the right type of opponent to be able to push Marina Rodriguez and maybe force the type of fight out of her that the UFC haven't seen from her yet. The type that would really be that statement win, that would be that performance that fans would point to of, hey, this I got to see this person fight for the title next.
1: AK, what are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like Amanda Lamos, the best that could happen to her is that she just destroys a title contender. She probably will still have some work to do, one or two more wins. This would obviously be a great win for her. But for Marina Rodriguez, for her to win this fight, two things I think need to happen for her to get a title shot. One, she needs to win convincingly. This cannot be a 48-47. This cannot be a trip to Splitty City. She needs to win 49-46, 50-45, possibly get a finish. And two, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I'll get your take on it. She needs to be the biggest Carla Sparza fan on the face of the planet. Because I think her best shot of getting a title fight is Carla going out and upsetting Zhang Wei Lee next week. And if Zhang beats Carla Sparza, I don't think she's getting the title fight because Rose Yunus already has two wins over her. I'm sure Zhang will call out for that fight. And the UFC would seem much higher on that fight. But you're the matchmaking extraordinaire. What do you think? What's at stake for both of these women?
4: No, I mean, you're, you're totally right. The, the Carla uh, scenario was a lot more tenable. I mean, they have fought before. It was a split decision. If you go to MMA decisions, I believe a fair amount of the people scoring in the media had it for uh, Marina Rodriguez. So there's at least a little bit of a storyline there, um, not just getting revenge. But of course, finally getting her her long-awaited title shot. So, yeah, very unlikely with uh, with Zhang if Zhang wins at uh, at two eighty one. I mean, with Rose Namajunas, I mean there is a chance maybe she she won't be available. She's pretty like tactical with how she takes her fights, but I imagine she is just you know her documentary just came out. She probably is waiting uh, uh, for that another shot another shot at Zhang after beating her twice already. So, um, yeah, it's there's just no easy path for Rena Rodriguez. There hasn't been this whole time that she's been on sort of this win streak, this this really good run she's had in the UFC. I'm I'm honestly I I struggle and I am in the media, so we do watch a lot of fights and uh, you know maybe we don't have uh, we're not as good at recalling individual moments as some of as, as some fans might be. So I almost want to implore people in the comments, anyone watching live right now, what is like the most memorable. Moment of Marina Rodriguez's career so far, she has the she has the finish of Amanda Hibas, um and several quality, convincing quality wins. But off the top of my head, I really like. I'm trying to think of you. know, make make a Marina Hod- Rodriguez hype reel in my mind. I'm trying to hear like John Anik's voice talking over it, and it just doesn't get me going. There just isn't this this thing that jumps out at me. There's no not even like a little bit of controversy or a memorable promo. You know, if, if not something in cage. It, it, she's just clearly we all know she's a great fighter we all know she has a strong resume has done more than enough to earn a title shot but I almost feel like even for all of us who know this if she didn't get it like none of us are going to be like oh damn it damn Marina Rodriguez isn't fighting for the title at you know, UFC 285 or 286 287 we're kind of okay with her waiting, um, as as again a bigger name like Rose maybe, maybe leaps ahead of her, and, and that's not fair. But that's kind of how the fight game works. But um, yeah, I do wonder if, if I if I'm crazy and I'm just forgetting something um, about Marina uh, that maybe she no. did that that you know makes her so appealing.
2: No, I mean she basically kind of has the same. I would say more or less like the same problem that Bilal Muhammad had before this past fight, right? Where it's just mm-hmm. you're winning and you're you're beating convincingly, like you're beating good opposition convincingly, but ultimately like it's leaving people cold and it's not leaving people wanting you to see you in big spots and get bigger opportunities, especially in this weight division, which for a while now, I mean, we've cycled through this really like the past, what, like half decade of the same exact people sort of cycling in and out of this title equation like it was a big 5 now it's a big 4 with Joanna gone but for the most part it's, it's Carla it's Rose it's Way it's Waylee and it's Jessica right like this has been the title picture pretty much since this division kicked up and it's so impossible for these different women to break through into that top four slash top five when Joanna was here as well, because it's just it's just ingrained in us now of like, hey, if there's a title fight at Strawway, two of these women are going to be involved in some capacity. Um, and so you're right, it's just it's it, 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 for Marina. It seems like it's just been impossible for her to break through into that conversation. Maybe this is the one that can do it. But it does feel like she needs some sort of statement when a la what Bilal did to Sean Brady, where now all of a sudden we're talking about Bilal against Colby or a Bilal against Hamzat or something like that, right? Like she needs that moment that uh, she just hasn't had. Because if you, you throw out your question, AK, of like, what's your most memorable moment, I guess it would be the Reba's finish, right? Of her... Actually going out there and putting a stamp on a fight against Amanda Ahibas, rather than you know a lot of these close decisions, split decisions, unanimous decisions, where it's very technical and it's it's impressive, but no one's talking about it two days later.
1: I actually think, I mean, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I think the Mackenzie Dern win was probably her best because not a lot of people gave her a chance to win. They felt Mackenzie took her down. The first takedown, it's over. She survived some really tough spots. Ended up dominating that fight outside of a couple of takedowns and getting hairy for maybe a minute or so. The Jan Janan fight, I think that one knocked her back a little bit because had Mackenzie Dern beat Marina Rodriguez, knowing the UFC, she probably would have jumped over Carla Esparza and gotten the title shot over Esparza. And I think that was the whole thing where it's just like, all right, well, I guess we have to give Carla the title fight. And then she gets Jan on, and I figure if you go out there and you do a 30-27 job on Yan, you're kind of there. And then, of course, Zhang Li does spinning back elbows to J check and retires her, and that kind of knocks her out of the equation too. But she's just been – I like the Blah-Muhammad comparison. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of the perfect setup. And she's just been, you know, just a, a fighter who's just had unfortunate bad timing. And hopefully with her fight – being a main event a week before a title fight could be good. She wants to sit cage side for the belt. Hopefully she doesn't get the Josh Emma treatment and we'll be good to go. So uh, before we move on, we're bouncing around a little bit. We mentioned Shanna Young making weight. We asked, I I think before we even got on air, should she cut her hair? She did cut her hair. Casey, pull up the image courtesy of uh, John Morgan. Check this out. This is gnarly look at how much hair that i mean that's a chunk yeah that is i i had asked
4: uh, producer casey uh if cutting if, if he thought she could have lose the, the quarter pound i don't think he knew how much hair, hair shanna young had i think that's i think he, he had <laughs> yeah she had quite a bit i don't I don't know she might be bald now i don't know she oh, may oh, have gone sorry, all right i would like nothing. to add
3: that i didn't uh-huh. take into account that usually when they cut weight the hair is a little wet so yeah, yeah. Some, so the hair itself plus the moisture of the sweat and everything yeah yeah i could see how much was it Half a pound. That's a quarter. a quarter. That looks like a quarter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that yeah, was a quarter, quarter pound. Yeah. Okay. That makes about sense. All right. With wow. the moisture. Yeah. There you go.
1: Wow. And of course, she is fighting Miranda Maverick, and she is the biggest underdog on the card by a wide margin uh, at plus five ten. So maybe I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the hair will, will kick her over the edge and get some underdog bets going in on you. Haven't seen Ball
4: you haven't seen Bald Shanna Young yet. All right, we've all seen Shanna Young fight before. You've never seen bald Shanna Young. I'm just saying that's we'll the new we'll mythical fighter. Doing. It's coming. That's a new. If she beats Miranda Maverick. That's a new mythical fighter right there.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. That that'll be the title of our of our post fight show if that happens. Is Shanna Young <laughs> is she the new mythical fighter? So uh, currently, according to the betting lines right now for this main event, Marina Rodriguez a minus two twenty five favorite. The comeback on Amanda Lemos is plus one ninety. Shaheen, we talked about the stakes. We talked about the matchup, the importance especially for Marina Rodriguez. Does she get this done? Does Marina get it done? Does she hope does she at least make her case stronger for a title fight or does Amanda Lemos just say, "Uh-uh, not happening on my watch." Man, this this I've
2: gone back and forth on this one this whole entire week because it does feel like this is a fight Marina should win, right? And from everything we've seen from Marina, it feels like she is sort of belongs in this tier, like I was just talking about with the top four women. Uh, in this division, she sort of has earned her right to be there. And I would say that she would be my be- my betting favorite. If I had to pick it 10 times, I would pick her. But there's just something about Amanda Lemo in the m- run she's on, man. She's running through some of these girls and like the way, the aggressiveness that she approaches these fights. Um, and just again, the improvement that we've seen over her UFC run. Like this is someone who's been in the UFC since 2017, but it w- hasn't really been until like last year when she started opening some eyes and, and people started paying attention. Um, I feel like the Jessica Andrage. Fight threw a lot of people off the scent with her because of how dominant it was. Because Jessica basically just big big sistered her and, and really got that crazy standing arm choke or standing arm triangle choke. So I don't know. Part, like the big part of me is leaning towards Limos to be able to p- go out there, create chaos, do something crazy, and really kind of fluster uh, this this woman who has seemed so unflusterable during this run in, in Marina. That being said, I, I Marina just feels like the much better technical fighter and. Ultimately, I think this will be a decision for Marina. I, I think it might get hairy in a few different situations. It might get a little crazy, but I think this will end up being one of the more impressive victories that she has. And maybe maybe not the statement that she hopes for to be able to push her into that echelon, uh, but it'll certainly, I think, c- continue her streak. I'm picking Marina by decision.
1: AK, your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I'm on the same page there. Marina by decision. Um, I don't know, I, honestly, and I don't know if I'm as convinced that Lamosh... Um, can make it to that top four, top five. Very exciting fighter. Uh, yeah, the run she's on is great, but I do think she has been, I hate to use the word exposed, not exposed, but I think we've seen kind of uh, where the limit of where she is for now um, in the Angela Hill fight as well. Not just the Jessica Andrade fight, because you're right, there's no shame in getting trucked by Jessica Andrade. She's, you know, maybe the greatest finisher in, in women's MMA history. Uh, you put up there Chris Saubourg, Ronda Rousey, she's just insanely devastating. Um, so that wasn't that bad. The Angela Hill fight, Split decision. Um, some people called it a robbery. I was fine with it, but I totally see a Hill scorecard. I think there's some like defensive deficiencies, some experience deficiencies that were um, that were here's that word again exposed that you know that that, we, that were brought to light right you now that, that, that we learned about. And uh, the Michelle Watterson win was a great bounce back, but I do think she caught Watterson kind of on the way down. You know, a very skilled fighter, but someone who's been in the game for a long time. And um, I think it's fair to say uh, um, Michelle Waterson Gomez or say excuse me. Uh, you know, maybe eighty percent of what she was in her prime. So, I don't want to nitpick. It's not fair, I know, to nitpick Lemos's resume. She's had a lot of success. She's had a lot of Ws. Um, I just don't think she is on that level with Rodriguez and the the three women who have um, who have been, you know, strawweight champion. So, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards a Rodriguez uh, a Rodriguez decision. How convincing will it be? Like, convincing enough to, um, you know. Really get some serious battle talks going around her? I I'm not sure, and uh, I have a poll. I put I did put up a poll, guys. Does Marina Rodriguez guarantee herself a title shot with an impressive win on Saturday? So far, yes, fifty seven
1: percent. So there's some there's some optimism for her. Oh man, this is. I don't know like how valuable my picks are on this show because last week's card, I think Casey pulled up the stat on our Slack channel of all the people who picked every fight on the card. I think I was the worst in the world at actually picking all the fights of UFC Vegas 63. I was horrendous. And I think I was literally the worst picker of all of Tapology. really, really bad. And, uh, it is, what it is. That's something it to be no proud to of, Mike. That's it. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> Where to go but up now? I mean, <laughs> you can't get any worse. You can't do it in back to back weeks. I will. I'm going Marina Rodriguez as well. I actually think she. I'm actually going to think. I'm going to say she's going to get her out of there. It's going to be late fourth or fifth round. But I'm going to say Marina Rodriguez fourth round TKO because I think she'll wear on, on Amanda. I think Amanda's best chance to win is to get her out of there in the first two. But Marina has been in these five round fights before she's done well. She knows how to conserve her energy. She gets stronger as these fights go. And I think she's going to get her out of there. We've seen Lamosh get cracked a few times and I think Marina will get to her eventually. I think it might be, you know, two, one Rodriguez heading into round four. I think Lamosh might even win the first round, but she's going to start to get tired. And then I think Rodriguez is going to turn it on. She's going to crack her with one. It's going to go down, and then she's going she's gonna to just pound her out and get a, get a stoppage win in the fourth round. So uh, definitely don't take that to the bank if you're going to follow what I did last week, but uh, I, I am going Marina Rodriguez to get it done. But this co-main event... Quick,
2: oh, go ahead. Real quick before we move on, just yes or no, is Marina Rodriguez's next fight after this for a title?
1: Mm, I'm predicting the future. I will say no. What do you think, AK? No. I think I agree. (laughs) She's on that Bilal Muhammad just spin cycle, man. You just got to keep doing it over and over. I just don't think Carla's going to beat Zhang Wei Li, and I think she needs that to happen to get her there. I don't know if, like, if Zhang wins the belt, I don't think she gets it no matter what. But if Carla wins, there's a chance. There's a chance. No matter what the fight looks like, if Carla beats... Rose Namajunas and Zhang Wei Li back to back, and she wants to fight Marina Rodriguez. The UFC, even at that point, is going to have to be like, I mean, what else can we do? I mean, they might they might try to slide in Jessica. They might like try to figure out a
2: way to get Jessica in there. You know,
1: they could. They they could definitely do that.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Profit G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropG pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG pod wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Co-made event, Shaheen. This is a good one. Neil Magny. Taking on D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez. He is back. He said he's going to take some time off, but in typical D-Rod fashion, he was booked in a fight like nine days after the Li Jing Liang fight, which wasn't even his original opponent. Changed 24 hours before the fight. He gets a, you know, kind of a contentious decision win. Not a lot of people agreed with, but D-Rod moves on. Now he's got a tough fight against Neil Magny. This is a good one, Shaheen. This is a, this is a solid co-main event.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I think this is honestly this is the fight I'm looking forward to most on the entire card, if I'm being real. Like I first of all, it's good to get Daniel Rodriguez back, right? Like we didn't have Daniel Rodriguez for so long and I think it made us like it made us forget how cool it is just to have this guy around. He's such a character. He is—it's definitely himself. Like he—he he very much approaches the game in his own way, and it's almost like a little Diaz-esque in the way that he approaches it. Like I really dig his whole vibe and what he's about. But also, he's just a damn good fighter in this division, and he's—he's he's not getting any younger. Like we—I think he's in like his mid-thirties, right? And so it's like his window to do this is now and so for him to sit on the sidelines for as long as he did was really unfortunate so i'm glad that he's getting back to it so quickly but also it's just like how 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 much of a g is Neil Magny, man. Like, we are not going to give this guy the respect. Like, he he is not going to get the respect that he deserves once he he is done in MMA. Because if you... He's one of those guys, like a Donald Cerrone, where just like, no matter what's going on, you throw him anybody, he's just going to say yes. He was the one guy saying yes to Hamzat Shemaev when no one else would. He was the one guy calling out Hamzat. He's fighting Shavkat, Rogmanov. R- 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 now he's fighting Daniel Rodriguez. Like, he is just the guy who is going to take these fights that no one else in this division will take. The high-risk, the high low-reward fights. Give him to Neil Magny. He'll take it. I absolutely love it. I think this is perfect matchmaking. And again, it's just cool to to get D. Rod back. Like I, this is someone who I'm still very high on in this division, and, and he's got a little window here to do something with it. I think he can.
1: What do you think of this matchup, AK? This is this is a good one. I, I'm really looking forward to this one.
4: I love it. This is this is a real this is a real co-main event, Mike. This is uh, this is certified certified co-main. Uh, it has two guys who are very close. I think they're not currently ranked in our global rankings. Both have been ranked before, have been top 15. Uh, I'm pretty sure I think they're both fars I think they're both fighters also receiving votes. Um, Magny is, again, uh, one of the longest tenured welterweights. He is one win away now from baking his tie with the great George St. Pierre for the most wins in ufc welterweight history which just sounds bizarre that's so
2: crazy man for
4: a guy who has never fought for the (laughs) title has never even i think really been in a number one contenders bout but he just had a lot of sustained success and and he's busy i think uh i believe he's the only ufc fighter ever to record uh five fights in a calendar year twice he's the only guy to ever do that so uh he stayed busy stayed busy like i said took fights with people that people didn't want to fight won some of them lost some of them that's how it goes um does he tie? No, he'll still be one behind Matt Brown. I think he's his 28th UFC welterweight appearance. So he's one behind Matt Brown at 29. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a main event. Daniel Rodriguez, I feel like with the right amount of – like, well, both guys. Both guys, I feel like, can make that push towards a teller shot. Magni, I still believe someday it could happen. Rodriguez is, is on his way. He's got that one disputed loss to Nicholas Dalby um, and then now a sort of disputed win over Li Jingliang. Um, as Shaheen mentioned, he's not a super young guy. He actually turns 36 in by the end of the year on December uh, on uh, New Year's New year's Eve. He turns 36 years old. So, and he's got a lot of mileage. It's not like he's a late bloomer. He's he's actually been around. He's fought a lot in the last um, six seven years. So, it's the time is now. He's got to take fights. Uh, quick turnarounds not going to hurt him. Uh, that fight with Li Jingliang was a tough fight, but not one where I think he took a super amount of damage. I'm glad he's in there. He's getting, again, like I said, one of the most respected welterweights. He might ha- he'll might he probably get a number next to his name if he beats Neil Magny. Um, so, yeah, I like this matchup so much. I'm glad it's the Coleman main on, on a fight like this. I don't know if it's just going to be like a banger, like fight of the night type fight, but it's going to be an enjoyable fight between two guys who just are, are super professional, super tough, and, uh, and they know what they're doing in there. I know that sounds like a, a faint praise, but considering how watered down some of these cards are and i guess we might get to some of that with uh, some of the rest of this lineup which isn't that bad maybe some other cards um i think it says a lot i think it says a lot where you can say that the guys in the co-main know what they're doing and and know how to uh, put on a show for uh, for the fans
1: interesting stat all four fighters in the main and co-main all are 35 all four of them 35 mm. years of age whoa so there's a nice little stat whoa, for you really huh yeah, yeah true story Rodriguez, even, Lamos, Magni, D-Rod, all 35.
4: There you go. Just, Life starts just, at 30. That's what I tell people. Life starts at 30.
2: I like that. I like that. I like that quite a bit. Uh, just to, to expound upon Neil just for a second, because I do, I do, I love these guys who just are, you know, the woodwork figures who are going to be in this, who like are going to hold these type of records in ways that we like wouldn't expect. And 10 years down the line, like somebody's going to be asking a trivia question of who has the most wins in welterweight title history, or not title, but welterweight history. And like no one's going to get it. No one's going to remember that it was Neil Magny. <laughs> but we should remember that it was Neil Magny, right? Because like AK, you said he's never even been in a number one contender fight. I don't even think he's ever been in like a number three contender fight. Like I don't even (laughs) think that he's like gotten to that level to be able to be in that type of fight. Like it's it's just crazy the sustained success that he has been able to have while never getting the rub, while never getting the push, while never getting the love, and yet he's still going to be out there fighting whoever they want to throw him every single time out. I remember back in the day, I think it was Benson Henderson who told me like the or no, it was Jim Miller who told me that like the most impressive stat of all outside of just like title reigns is just longevity like if you can just stay in the ufc for a very very long time that in and of itself is like one of the most difficult skills in this entire game and neil magny is just out here just beating George St. Pierre on all-time record lists without ever uh, getting any kind of shine or, or credit for it at all. And again, I, t- 10, 15 years from now, how many Neil Magny conversations are you going to be having? So, I don't know. Give that guy his flowers while he's still here because that's incredible. That's, it's, it's incredible that he's been able to do this and the fact that he's still
1: doing it and he's still taking the fights that no one wants. Like, all the props to that, man. Will he get more flowers tomorrow, Shaheen? Will he defeat... Daniel Rodriguez, let me pull up the, the odds real quick. Neil Magny, the slight favorite, minus 125, the comeback on D-Rod, plus 105. What do you think?
2: Man, I mean, I think no. I think this probably goes to D- Daniel Rodriguez. Again, I'm high on him. I've been high on him a long time. I think this is sort of the run for Daniel Rodriguez. Like AK said, he's 35, Like or, or you said, Mike. Like, he's 35, like – this has got to happen now or never. But then again, I have picked against Neil Magny in this exact spot so many different times of like, hey, this other guy is on the come up and Neil Magny is like just in his way. And then Neil always just proves me wrong. So like I might just have a complete blind spot for picking Neil Magny fights. Uh, that could be very true. But I ultimately, I, I think this is a D-Rod. I think this is going to be a decision type of fight, a very technical fight. Again, uh, maybe not the most entertaining fight ultimately, but one that will be uh, full of, uh, of you know momentum changes and, and things like that. So I could see Daniel Rodriguez taking a decision, but if Neil Magny wins this, it's just—I mean, that's just my luck. That's that's how I roll with Neil Magny fights. I have no read on this guy.
1: AK, do you agree with Shaheen? I agree that
4: I am terrible at picking Neil Magny fights. Yes. Uh, so I'm going, I'm going the other way this time. I am going to go with Neil, uh, Neil Magny, because the one true Neil, because I, my first instinct was to go with Daniel Rodriguez. I'm a D-Rod fan. I, like I said, it's, it's kind of, I think in my mind, I'm like, yes, I want to see him continue this run towards a title. But uh, these things don't always go so neatly, especially when you throw a wrench like Neil Magny into into the plans. And um, I think there's going to be some mixing of the martial arts in this fight. I think Neil Magni's just a little bit better at it. I might give I might give Daniel Rodriguez the edge in like more a pure you know striking matchup. But I think Neil's going to mix it up. Um, I don't know about the I don't know if the quick turnaround is going is to have an effect in Daniel Rodriguez. But I think it's more so just man the overwhelming high level experience of Magny. Uh, I think he's going to be able to turn it on like he might go off to a little bit of a slow start and just turn it on halfway through the fight and and really make this give us a super competitive like um enjoyable fight and i am going to go with magni by decision i don't think he can put away d rod d rod's super tough but i think it is going to be uh this is hopefully not a controversial one because uh there's been a lot of robbery talk lately and uh it's it's starting to it's really starting to get away chip away at my brain so i would i would hate to have my birthday weekend spoiled by uh more people crying robbery
1: over nonsense wow okay uh I like where your head's at okay I'm going with D-Rod I I I mean plus I'm looking at it from a betting perspective plus money on D-Rod makes a lot of sense I think he's better the better striker obviously Magny has length but I don't know Magny can make this ugly I don't know if he's going to get a bunch of takedowns on D-Rod because D-Rod has pretty good takedown defense but it's that work against the fence. Can Magny get him against the fence and just kind of keep him there and just annoy the hell out of him with knees to the legs and to the body and just kind of keep him tied up there? And if he can, that's that's his best path to victory. But if he gets into a boxing match with Danny Rodriguez, despite having the reach advantage and the height advantage, I think D-Rod wins that all day. So, I, th- AK, I don't know if we're going to get a, a splitty and something that's, that's going to be... Necessitate like an, a necessary robbery review type of thing but uh this is gonna be a very close decision but i'm gonna give it to daniel rodriguez because i just think he's gonna land more punches and i think that's gonna Ooh. be the difference maker in this fight so we'll see what happens uh before we go to the peeps can i Shaheen, what's wh- yeah
2: sure sure i mean what else we could talk about right um what neil magny i think you said ak2 like I feel like there's just weird fighters in this game that we like. Some of us just have blind spots too, like our own personal blind spot. Neo Magny's always been one for me. Charles Oliveira was definitely one for me. Like I think I picked like four Charles fights wrong. What, Mike, what's like one of your blind spot fighters? Like what's one of that? No matter what's going on,
1: you're just gonna get it wrong. It's probably Calvin Gator. I like get all of his fights wrong. Now really? he's in my head because I picked, I picked Giga Chikadze against him, and he knew about it. So when I interviewed him a couple days later, he made sure to remind me that I didn't pick him to beat Giga Chikadze. Um, and he went out there and beat him. And then I picked Cater ever since, and he's lost both those fights. So I would say he's probably the guy at this point. But I've, I've had runs with Charles. I've had runs with Neil Magny as well. Uh, but Cater's probably the top of my list.
2: Yeah, I think Justin Gaethje is also on my list. Like, I think I've picked so many different Justin Gaethje fights wrong at this point too. A.K. Do you have any others that stand out? I had a really bad run with Brock there, Brock Lesnar. I could oh, not get yeah? his fights. I don't know
4: why. I think I kept. Pick, yeah, I, I thought I I definitely picked Shane Carwin to beat him, and I know I picked I know I picked Brock to beat Kane, and I know I picked Brock to beat Alistair. I don't know about before. I'm pretty sure I picked Brock to win. Uh, sorry, to lose the Frank Muir rematches i thought frank was gonna beat him again and before that i don't remember if i was making any like solid predictions but there was a run where i don't know why i could not figure out what was going on with brock lesnar and just kept missing
2: dude i i also picked brock against kane and not only did i pick him i was so utterly confident that like oh brock's (laughs) gonna truck through this guy and i I was still (laughs) a fan at that point i think i was like still I, i wasn't working in mma at any point. Um, and I told like all of my friends, we, we went to like a B-dubs or, or something like that. And I was like, oh, you got to put all your money on Brock Lesnar. He's <laughs> look at him. He's so big. He's going to crush Cain <laughs> Velasquez. This is a mismatch. And never have I been more wrong, like more quickly. Like it was just obvious in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of that fight. I'm like, oh, I don't actually know what the hell I'm talking about. I think <laughs> that that and also me picking Paige Van Zandt to beat Rose on my are probably like the two worst picks of my life.
1: Yeah, oh, I think I, have I so picked many. Paige in that fight,
4: too. Yeah, there's so a lot. we're there's just like talking worst picks, on, that's, I have like 20. This just that so we could be her all day. <laughs> hey,
2: Paige was in a moment. Paige had a moment for a second. It looks like the worst pick in the history of the, of, of picking fights in retrospect.
1: Yep, and then Rose went on to, uh, to win the belt two different times. So, good for her. Any other fight, Sean, that stands out here? Is there one other, like if you... If you can only choose one other fight to watch, like if you were like, Sean, you can only watch three fights in this card. It's probably the main, the co-main. What's the third one?
2: I mean, to me, it's Grant Dawson and and Marco Madsen, right? Um, I think this is two guys who are sort of in the same exact place, sort of in this white lightweight division where they're on the outside looking in uh, the top 15. Actually, I think Grant Dawson might be our number 15 fighter on the only range that matter. Yes, I believe he's tied with Satoshi, uh, who Mm -hmm. I think a lot of American audiences are about to get their first experience of Satoshi, which should be really fun. Um, But yeah, Grant Dawson's one of these guys who's sort of flown under the radar A little bit at 155 he doesn't do a lot of interviews to make noise like he's not cutting promos he's not getting these flashy spectacular highlights but he is winning and you cannot deny him that And anybody who can win at that level at at the lightweight division uh catches my eye certainly because that is the division of parity if nothing else so grant dawson i mean marco madsen he's kind of in the same spot he's a little bit older but he does have the olympic pedigree he he's one of those guys who it felt like when he came into the ufc could have a moment here uh, and if it's going to happen, it's got to happen now. So I like that fight. I like the stakes for that fight, and, and ultimately, it sucks that Grant Dawson missed weight. I know that's a pro- that was a problem for him at forty five too. Uh, hopefully, he can get that under control. But I, I'm interested and excited to see who who wins that one because I feel like whoever wins that one is sort of at that point on that borderline of, of number fifteen, sixteen in this lightweight division, and, and ready to make some moves.
1: AK, is that the one for you as well?
4: I mean, now I'm intrigued by Miranda Maverick versus bald Shanna Young. Uh, like, that, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I want to see this unleash the beast in her. Um, and Miranda Maverick, it's funny. She She's kind of fallen a little bit behind the pack, the, the flyweight prospect pack, because she's fought Macy Barber. She lost, uh, quote unquote, lost. Uh, that is a rare fight that I actually did consider to be a robbery. I think a lot of people who saw that fight would agree. It wasn't like I was it wasn't like she super dominated Macy Barber, but it was just a weird fight where Barber did like essentially nothing. Um, so I get but either way, she does have an official loss in her record to Macy Barber, then a much more definitive loss to Aaron Blanchfield. So she's kind of like no longer in that conversation of of along with like, you know, Casey O'Neill and um, a little bit older, but you know, Manel Fior. But I get, but she can easily get back on that track. Um she's sort of, she's such a, she's an interesting character. Like she's also like, she's studying, she's in school studying. Uh, I want to see if she can run through a Shanna Young, a fighter who I think is tough. And again, now, and a tough and now bald. Um, I'll be very impressed. So I, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by the outcome. I don't know how like exciting the fight will necessarily be, but I'm very intrigued with his outcome now because I've certainly, with a lot of these younger fighters, Miranda Maverick, Aaron Blanchfield and all them have told people like sort of like pump their brakes on, you know, projecting people as as future champions, what have you? Um, but she's 25 now. She's you know she's, she's starting. She's going to be entering her physical prime. Maybe this is the run. Now we'll see again. See how she performs on Saturday. Maybe this is the start of the Miranda uh, Mar- Miranda Maverick run in earnest, and we see her become a contender. You know, by the end of 2023, uh, early 2024. But it could start on Saturday. So we, we might looking. We might look back on this fight as being super important someday.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's already. Got a submission, a first-round submission went over Shannon Young. So they have a history. This is a rematch. We'll chance for Shannon to get one back. But she didn't fight bald Shannon Young. So this is a whole different yeah. opponent in, in a lot of exactly. people's eyes. Experience, less hair. I want to give some shine to Nate Maness for a moment, if I could, because this frigging guy comes into the UFC, beats Johnny Munoz, beats Luke Sanders as an underdog, finishes him, is a pretty sizable dog against Tony Gravely, finishes him in the second round, and the UFC rewards him. And they, they, they hit up his manager, and they, they get him on the phone. They're like, Nate, we have an opportunity for you. We're going to have you fight Umar Nurmagomedov. What do you think? And he's like, all right, I'll fight this guy. And then he just gets ragdolled by Umar Nurmagomedov for 15 minutes. It was a rough night. I actually felt bad for Nate Manis, plus 650 Dog. Looked every bit as, th- as that. Good fighter, but just got ragdolled. And he's like, you know what? I think I need to make some changes in my life. I think I'm going to move down to 125. The UFC's like, yeah, you should do that. Do we have the opponent for you? You know how you fought Umar Namaga one of those guys? <laughs> We're going to throw you in there with Tagir Ulan Bekoff for your next fight, which is basically the exact same team, the exact same style, and we're just going to have you fight this guy for your flyweight debut. Nate Maness, you are a G, and I give you all the credit of the world. And this is another tough fight for him. Let me see where he's at. He's not, he's not a plus 650. He's a plus 185. But, man, I give props to Nate Maness. He just doesn't – this man does not take easy fights at all. His last four fights have been insanely difficult, and these two most recent fights are nuts. So good for him, and we'll see what happens. So – uh, I will go with Ulan Bekkav versus Nate Maness just because I want to give Nate Manis a little shine uh, for taking these really ridiculously tough fights and learn from Tim Elliott, Nate Maness, grab the glove, grab the cage, grab it all because they ain't going to call you and yeah. you might just get yourself a win. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. That's right. All right. Let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. Take a few questions of the peeps. Uh, we get some early day MMA tomorrow. 4 p.m. Eastern prelim, 7 p.m. Eastern main card. So that's good. And hopefully we get a lot of hype for UFC 281. Casey is here. Hello, Casey. Hi. Looking good. Hi. Hi, everybody. Can Can we get the
2: mustache extra bushy for Movember
3: extra bushy okay I'll, I'll extra bushy I, I give it a perm I'll, i fluff it yeah like fluff
2: it out a little bit <laughs> okay, you know yeah. maybe some right. pressed perm some sparkles you know i don't
3: yeah i'm not yeah i am not don't bit. do that i don't do that
4: i'm, I'm straightforward
2: casey yeah. i just tried every, to, day, I just, every day
4: is Mo- movember for me every day casey, <laughs> i just activated <laughs> q a on youtube and i don't know if i broke the chat and made your job exponentially harder to find questions now so i don't know yeah you did there's, <laughs> there's a thing at the top you can toggle back to live chat but I was like okay. oh okay this button I don't know this button. There's, there's a Q&A there's a Q&A Q- button. button I just pressed it, and it just made can, all can the- you unpress it I can unpress it yes just do your pause stick oh, to your I know I'm tired of being the poll guy I don't want it's to be the poll guy
2: it's his, what? Birthday. I Is he his a, birthday he wanted to spread his wings a little happy
3: birthday to you happy to
4: It's not the song you, you requested, Casey. No, I was gonna ask, but I think we—I was gonna ask him to queue up Eddie Murphy, but I think that would get us demonetized, right? So oh, I yeah. guess we can't really do that. No, it's, yeah, it's, can't do that. I think even my singing it, I might have—I might have screwed us over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no,
1: we're, no, we're. no, no, no. It was a parody. It's okay because you oh, added yes. Alex to it. I so did, I did. Clearly oh. a
4: parody and probably off key,
2: so not even close. Casey, who's your blind spot fighter?
3: Oh, um, uh, uh Jan, uh, Jan Blahwich. Uh,
2: oh,
0: yeah, okay. I remember, I, I, okay. I picked him same, probably...
3: Same. I mean, I finally got it right with uh, Yuri, but even that was super close. But, um, yeah, I had... A, oh, no, I'm sorry, that was Glover. Sorry, he lost to Glover. Um, yeah, I finally got it right with Glover, but, um, yeah, I missed him, like, I think six straight fights. I just had everything going against Jan.
2: Wait, and, you um, picked Glover in that fight?
3: Yes. Yeah, I did pick oh. Glover in the fight, yeah. Kudos. I, mean, I, I, I just Jan. refused yeah, to pick yeah. against yeah, yeah, Jan Blavich. Just refused to. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely, he was my giant blind spot. Who else? Uh, Yeah, mostly him. Yeah, he's the one that I re- I really stuck out to me.
2: There's always one. There's always at least one.
3: Yeah. All right. Um, we didn't get this answer, though. It's uh, Oops.
1: Yes, I figured oh, someone was going to yeah. ask. Uh, AK, Girl. your birthday gymnastics scale. Uh, Maybe you give it a couple extra decibel points yeah
4: it has to be above last week's card because last week's card i said came down to like a 7.5 like 7.8 so i think it has to be better than that let's go let's go 7.9 no explanation no no, con- no <laughs> explanation <laughs> it's
1: it's 0.1 better than last week
4: it's potentially 0.1 better than last week you know so the number speaks the number speaks for itself if this had the original main event what would oh. you give it then that's a that's a. I mean, case. I don't know why you're asking. You know how the math works. It's obvious. Eight points. Eight point four five. Eight point
3: four
4: five. Yeah, you know that. I don't even know why I had to explain this to you. You'd, uh, you know, you would have. You know, you know how to do the math. All right. Uh, do, do do do
1: My dog loves AK's voice. It's hilarious. He always I says mean, this. AK, thank you. Thank you for true.
4: I know. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad there's one dog I get along with. So there we go
2: oh yeah i always forget that you're oh sorry sorry oh my god the dogs <laughs> i always forget your anti-dog crusade that's the not they're an, no they're anti-me that is the strangest ak take of all they're the anti-me there i have nothing i have the dog no. it feels ones, one apparently. it feels one-sided on ak's side nah, yeah. so you
4: haven't seen dogs react to me it's not good <laughs>
3: i'll i'll get brian to fly me out to toronto we'll do a video of you just approaching dogs and we'll see if this is true yeah
4: yeah that's good content <laughs>
2: That is great content, and I, I, I rubber-stamped that. Let's do that right now. Let's book the flight. Uh,
3: um, I think we, I uh, know, let me see. Guess Let's talk more. about this.
1: <laughs> Did fighters just not care, or was there a scale issue? I don't remember five fighters missing weight it, it. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't a scale issue. Um... Just, it's just Yeah, it's one just things. one of those cards. Yeah. Well, listen, it's, I... I, I it's, a card
2: so, it's a card so bad that even the fighters didn't care. You
4: know? Oh, we were all thinking oh. it. We were all thinking it. It was we low-hanging fruit. It, it was low-hanging Listen, there's... Can I can I make some excuses for some of these people? Please. Can, am I allowed to make excuses? And this has come from someone who I am very frustrated when I see people, you know, uh, uh, insulting the sanctity of weigh-ins by coming in heavy. But I will make some, sprinkle in some excuses. Grant Dawson late notice less, less than three weeks okay less than three weeks and by the way the disclaimer for all these obviously is you sign the contract you should make weight whatever you sign that's fine it's on the fire but grand donson is taking on short notice he missed by one and a half that's fine it's a little annoying because he did miss his featherweight too which makes you you know raise some questions i guess is it is it more than just uh, a weight issue is there you know a, a discipline issue i don't know i wouldn't go that far but when someone misses weight in two weight classes charles Oliveira did it as well oh no he didn't miss it lightweight excuse me Charles Oliver missed a featherweight, not a lightweight. Oh, well, he missed championship weight. I guess, Charles, I, guess there, I, 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 I should say me? There, was, there was a recent situation, I guess, where he quote-unquote missed weight. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you know. Uh, he, never, so yes, he should uh, have
2: pulled uh, the Jenna Young and, and shaved his hair. Yeah, he he should have he shaved
4: everything. Uh, Charles Oliveira, so it has missed a weight too, because it happens. It happens. <laughs> um, who is that? Who the? <laughs> Shannon Young made it so she's off the list doesn't even matter uh, uh, who are the other who are the other oh Benito Lopez that's what I want to talk about oh, Benito Lopez his first fight in like three years you know three and a half and again, almost. three and a half he's been he's been off he has a real job he has uh, he's uh, uh, in real estate he, he has a real he has a real job which probably pays him 20 times what he's making in the UFC oh, if we're being honest let's be serious here and, um, and listen, he looks like he's been living the life in between. Like he's 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 been living a normal, healthy, non-weight-cutting life in, in, during all this time. So good for him. Um, it, it is a shame that he came in two and a half pounds over, but I can understand why a long layoff. Ramona Pasquale, her first fight at um, 135 pounds in the UFC. Carlos Candelario, I don't know, but Carlos, if you're out there and you want to send out a tweet that says, you know, what, what went wrong, I will gladly retweet it. So I'm kind of making an excuse for all these people. It is my birthday. I'm in kind of a you know. It's your Indiana birthday. Mood.
2: It's your birthday. Happy no. It's no. <laughs> <birthday to> <laughs> <Sorry.
4: laughs>
1: like it's this is like the 2022 version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Every time you say birthday, it's the magic word. We get a song. <laughs> Uh-huh. AK's, anyway, this is the best. To answer the, qu- <laughs> to
4: answer the question, I don't think it's that people didn't care. I think, you know, whatever. This, yeah, but yeah, slap, slap, on the wrist. slap on the wrist to all these fighters. Slap on the wrist to AK. all
2: these fighters. a are – weigh-ins are your domain. Like weigh-ins, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never yeah. seen anybody like – enjoy something more than AK Lee enjoys weigh-ins. Yeah. What is your – Natural like reaction inside when you see all these weight misses. Are you excited? Are you are you upset? Are you like what like what what rages boils inside of AK in these I, moments? I used to be. It angry. happens over and over again.
4: <laughs> I used to be angry. Do you remember when Cage Warriors had like a bunch of events where they just could not get like people to get on weight? It was crazy. I don't think it happens anymore. So I'm not sure what they were doing wrong before. There was a stretch in a few years ago where Cage Warriors had this epidemic of people just missing weight, and just reading the results, I was angry um but over the years (laughs) over the years I've softened my stance I I I, like I said things happen there's there's you know you never want to assume it's a discipline it's a discipline thing it's a dietary thing things happen in people's lives like again if if any of the Brazilian fighters had missed weight we would have said well there's the travel issues we would have understood and the fact that they didn't I get it makes it worse now for the people who who uh did miss weight but no my, my first reaction now is is sympathy uh maybe further down the road if it just seems like negligence or if repeat offenders i will say like someone like an aspen lad for example i've definitely been frustrated with and less than understanding um but otherwise if it's if it's happened once or twice if it seems like there's a there's a decent explanation for it you know the person gets 20 percent of their money taken away that's a lot we move on
1: the prince of positivity is back ladies and gentlemen yeah, i'm back crown him crown that man crowd that man anything else AK is anti-dog. I take back my happy birthday. He's anti-dog? I'm not. They're anti-me. It my heart. <laughs> they're it anti-me.
4: My heart. <laughs> dogs, are better, anti, do- dogs, dogs are anti-AK. AK. The entire yeah, species specifically
2: is anti-AK. Anti, yeah,
4: everyone is. Every
2: you single one. need much dog. better dogs in your life. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Um, we I know, is there no p- a positivity?
4: There you go. Is this I is wish this that great? were
3: true. I wish that were true. All right. I, t- I talked AK to Mr. Day.
1: Trudeau. Uh, I think, well, can Marina earn a title shot with a great promo if she has a minute on the mic? I mean, what what is she going to say?
4: Does one of you guys want to do your best uh, Marina Rodriguez impression here and try and uh, say what, what could she do? I don't know. Cool. Well, impromptu impromptu between the length question, uh, uh, you you are Marina Rodriguez. Uh, You have 60 seconds to cut a promo and earn yourself a title shot. (laughs) What do you say? say?
3: Just if they don't give me a title shot, I'll fight 10 more women. (laughs) Oh,
2: no. Have we heard that one? (laughs) Um, I don't even want a title shot. I want to fight 15 more times before I get it.
1: I'm going to prove it. It's not it's not my fault it's the mma media's fault for not promoting me the way they should Ooh, that's wow. why i'm not getting Ooh, a title show wow. that's the direction that's the direction hey by the way it's 57 days away from that bellator versus rising card just oh, to right. throw Thank that you. out okay. there thanks yeah, you're
2: doing for doing your I job mean, i mean
1: look thanks for doing your job i mean i mean i'm a i'm an mfer who needs to do my effing job so that's what i'm doing right now there you go 57 days get ready for that card uh do we have anything else not really i think we did a good <laughs> job ad-libbing that uh okay so casey and i'll be back tomorrow 3 oh, 30 eastern we'll get you ready time. for this card yeah that's happening uh it'll be the day after ak's birthday so we'll see if his stance on weight misses has changed and we're going to be there with you pretty much all day tomorrow with all the results highlights and everything you need for ufc vegas 64 As we're on the road to UFC 281, and that is a pretty damn good card. So until tomorrow, everybody, for AK, Shaheen, Casey, I am Mike Heck. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. Happy birthday, AK. AK Lee. Anti
2: anti birthday song, anti dog, anti weightness.
1: you you're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network
0: what does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape this is Scott Galloway host of the ProfG podcast and an entrepreneur myself right now we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship we're answering your questions on work-life balance how to raise capital for your business and more because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to The Future of Entrepreneurship, of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work.